My God is awesome, and I am here to praise his holy name. I want to thank you for joining us uh, this 29th day of October 2020. You're listening to Sunday Morning Live at SML on a Thursday from Cornerstone Apostolic Church, located at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona. You know, uh, we started the broadcast, and I, as I said before, I like to always uh, get set up early. You know, I don't believe and believe in professionalism. Uh, we need to make sure that everything in its proper place and has been tested out. And so, when you first started or uh, joined the broadcast, uh, you may have noticed some silence, and, and uh, everything had been tested out. Uh, all the um, uh, the the speakers and everything, the uh, the Bluetooth and 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 devices had all been tested thoroughly, and as soon as we went live, everything went dead. You know, uh, but that's all right. That that's okay because here we are. You know, some things uh, the enemy can try to hinder you. And but let me, you know, there was years I didn't I didn't understand this, but don't you know that the enemy can uh, mess with tangible objects? And so, uh, you know, so just wanted to, to let you know, uh, yes, you are inside the pages with Pastor Carl Henderson, and there is no better place to be than the Word of God. Now, uh, here in the U.S., and, you know, just want to remind you that we know Election Day is coming up, and uh, certainly uh, the Bible tells us this, you Bible believers uh, like me, the king's heart is in the hand of the Lord. As the rivers of water, he turneth it, whithersoever he will. And so the true king, the true uh, one that we need to talk to is the Lord. You know, after you have voted, after you have cast your vote, and, uh, you know, uh, you need to pray. You need to pray for whoever is in, whoever is nominated, whoever is uh, takes the oath, whoever is elected. Uh, they're going to need prayer. And trust and know for sure, the Bible tells us uh, in Psalm 72, uh, one of the things that we should be praying about is to teach the king to judge with your righteousness. Oh God, share with him your own justice so that he rule over your people with justice and govern the oppressed with righteousness. May the land rejoice, uh, enjoy prosperity. May it experience righteousness. May the king judge the poor fairly. May he help the needy and defeat their oppressor and that is certainly what we're praying about yes your vote counts but we also know that your prayer counts more your prayer has more weight uh you know i i talk and teach and will continue to say that you have to ask god for wisdom wisdom makes a big difference when you're dealing with people and so you know when you get maybe you did uh do something that you should not um have done and you're being stopped for it, you're going to use, need some wisdom. If you didn't do anything and you're being picked on, you need to use some wisdom. So the Bible tells us that if a man lack wisdom, let him ask God, ask God for wisdom. And matter of fact, today is a good day to start asking him for wisdom. No matter what you're dealing with, no matter what you're going through, you need wisdom. Our Sunday morning worship begins at 8 a.m. Tuesday Bible study at 7 p.m. and on Thursdays, Acts of the Holy Ghost. We believe the Bible is the word of God, therefore our faithful, bold, the church. 
We believe the best way to face opposition is by obedience to the word of God in Jesus' name. And we're going into the book of Acts, uh, the, the 11th chapter, beginning at the 24th verse. You know, but before we go there, I just want to share a little bit of, of this uh, praise with you. Um, and so um, listen to this and, you know, I pray and hope that your day has been has gone well and that, you know, um, and that your evening is going even better. And for those of you that are rising, some are just now getting up and they're starting their day. Uh, God bless you, you know, uh, whichever what the continent that you're on and listening. Uh, God bless you and thank you for joining us and want to dedicate this to you before we go into the word of God. Had not been for the Lord who was on my side, I don't know where I would be. Fellowship, let's go. My testimony is real. I came this far by faith. My road ain't always been smooth, but I don't look like everything I've been God 
is good. I want you to know whatever you need, God's grace is always sufficient on time and exactly what you need. Amazing grace, how sweet, how sweet, how sweet. sufficient for all of us and since it is let's go before the lord and a word of prayer and let's thank him for his grace father in the name of jesus we honor you lord god for your goodness and your grace we thank you for this day this is the day that you have made and we can rejoice and be glad in it oh god we just pray and ask that you would bless us lord as we acknowledge you lord god as we seek your face lord lord we're seeking you because you've been good to us we're seeking you lord god you're righteous it's the right thing to do is to acknowledge you lord god and we pray and ask that you would bless the, the listening audience lord those that are listening now those that will be listening later ask that you would season their day with your grace lord lord jesus bless us to see and understand and to know in, in your presence lord god and to lord to, to bless you lord lord in spite of Lord God, we thank you right now, Savior, for all that you're doing. We thank you for all that you're going to do. In Jesus' mighty name, amen and amen. Again, I want to direct your attention to the uh, 11th chapter of uh, the book of Acts and um, start reading there about the 24th verse. Won't be long, uh, but um, the Bible says, for he is speaking about Barnabas. Barnabas was a Levi. And the Bible said he was a good man. He was a good man. You know, there are so many that we can pattern ourselves after, and we should pattern ourselves after them. Uh, you know, I, I'm. Uh, the Bible said I was once young and now I'm old, and I've never seen the righteous forsaken. Uh, but I, I mention that to say that you know, it, it's when we were younger we did some foolish things, but. As we mature, we have to put away the foolishness, the childhood. Uh, I shouldn't be 35, 40, 50 years old still doing uh, things um, that it doesn't make sense. Uh, even if it makes sense to you, to you come on now. Uh, there are things in our life that we should be doing now that is considered mature. Uh, it's one thing to be a young fool. You know, uh, which somebody do something, say, oh, that's foolish, you know, but they're young and they still have time to, uh, you know, to bend that sap, you know, to mature and to come to a certain point in their life realization. But when you start crossing over into your 30s and 40s and you're still doing foolish things, you're an old fool and you need to put away that foolishness. And so the Bible said that Barnabas was a good man. And so we need to, men, we need to think about what a good man is. Uh, there's a lot of information about what a good man is, but uh, let me tell you the basic thing is that you use common sense. Common sense. Uh, you know, a good man uses common sense. And then a good man looks at his experience and uses wisdom. Man, I, I know that if I, if I do that, it's going to come up to no good, so I'm not going to do that. The Bible said uh, Barnabas was a good man, which meant that he 
practice some common sense as well as whatever wisdom and insight that God gave him. He acknowledged it and used it. The Bible said he was full of the Holy Ghost and of faith, which tells us that some have received the Holy Ghost and even after, and after receiving the Holy Ghost, they are uh, not uh, full of faith, but there's some doubt and some things in their heart. And so we have to be careful about uh, about what we think, what God is looking for and stick to what he, we know. The Bible tells us to have faith. It don't say pray for faith. It says have faith. We cannot pray for faith. We can have faith. In other words, we lean on the word of God. The Bible said faith come by hearing and it comes by hearing the word of God. And so we hear the word of God and we have faith. We believe and trust God. And let me tell you, that does something for the Lord. It stimulates him. You're talking about a stimulus package. Faith will stimulate the Lord. Now, there is uh, uh, good faith. There's faith that that really works. And then there's the faith that, that people have led and deceived others into practicing that, that goes nowhere. You know, we have to look at the word of God. And uh, here at Cornerstone, we're very much about the word of God. And what does the Bible say? I'm, I stress, what does the Bible say? What does it say? You know, that's what, that's what we have to lean on. That's what we have to depend on because heaven and earth is going to pass away, but not the word of God. It says, and much people was added unto the Lord. Then departed, thank you, Jesus, hallelujah. Then departed Barnabas to Tarsus for to seek Saul. And when he had found him, he brought him unto Antioch. And it came to pass that a whole year they assembled themselves with the church and taught much people and the disciples were called Christians first in Antioch. And in those days, um, I'm kind of laughing here about something. Uh, I'll share it with you in a moment. And in those days uh, came prophets from Jerusalem unto Antioch. And there stood up one of them named Agabus and uh, signified by the spirit. And listen to this. He signified by the spirit of the Lord that there should come, be a great drought throughout all the world not just in Antioch, but throughout all the world. There's going to be a global effect, which came to pass in the days of Claudius Caesar. Then the disciples, every man according to his ability, determined to send relief unto the brethren which dwelt at Judah, uh, Judea, which also they did and sent it to the elders by the hand of Barnabas and Saul. And, and so we see here that there were things happening in their day and time uh, as the Lord has spoken. Uh, you know, that these things would come to pass. And so there was a great drop that impacted the entire world, you know, but there's no, uh, I'm sure it comes to the mind of many uh, that, you know, we're, we're looking at, you know, this global situation that we're in, but are you leaning upon the word of God? The saints needed assistance during that time and they helped one another. Are you helping anybody at all? I thank God for the churches that are able because people are giving, people are supporting the ministry, and that ministry is using the support to help others. God bless you. Uh, appreciate, I appreciate you, what you're doing. And, you know, and whatever you can do as an individual, do it. Do it. You know, don't just walk past someone that's in need or know of, of someone that need assistance, and then you don't reach out and help them. 
You know, we can't be selfish, me, myself, and I. Neither be selfish in our prayers. Well, you know, we're praying and all this about is me. I'm not praying for nobody else, but I, I'm praying for myself. Don't be selfish about your prayers. Because the Bible said uh, for us not to be deceived. Uh, God is not mocked. But whatsoever a man saw of that shall he also weep. Now, you know, I was looking, reading through the scripture, and uh, the question comes to mind is, why have we changed what God established? Now, I want you to know that I'm, I'm, I need the truth. I need the truth. And I believe all of us can appreciate the truth, even when it hurts. Mm -hmm. uh, sometimes the truth hurts, you know, just like medicine doesn't taste good. You know, you get a shot and that shot uh, stings, it pinches. All of us can appreciate the truth and yet it may hurt at times. But it also, uh, healing happens sooner uh, than later when we acknowledge the truth, when we go ahead and we deal with the facts. And so uh, healing happens sooner than later when the truth is exposed. Now, as you and I have read uh, through the scriptures, the, the church in the wilderness, I, I was reading this and, you know, some of the commentaries, and I mentioned this about a week ago, I think, uh, that some of the commentaries talked about how the, uh, the uh, Antioch was the cradle of Christianity. Uh, the word was first used there, but it is not the birth of the church. The birth of the church occurred on the day of Pentecost um, as far as spiritual um, indwelling of the Holy Ghost. Now, remember, there was a church in the wilderness. And so... Uh, so it bears the question because men will take things and they will mess it up. And remember, I said commentaries. I didn't say the word of God said that. I'm interested in what the word of God has to say because that is, that is the fact. And so the church in the wilderness was referred to as uh, the Lord said, these are my people or the people of God. You'll find that in Judges 20 and Jude, uh, uh, Jude way back. Uh, Brother Jude, who walked with the Lord, and uh, he prophesied it because, uh, excuse me, Enoch, Enoch uh, prophesied and, and repeated what, uh, what the Lord had told him. He walked with the Lord and had good fellowship with God, and therefore God gave him specific insight. And we find in the book of Jude that he said Enoch prophesied and said the Lord is coming back with 10,000 of his saints. And so it, it's, it just, um, it, it doesn't cease to amaze me how quickly, it, it's strange how quickly and easily acceptable people adopt what the world issues, what the world has to say, what people, what men have to say, instead of what God has established. Now, the word established means it has been in existence for a long time. And with God, has been in existence since the, uh, before the beginning of time. Uh, and when we came on the scene, it was already established and therefore it is recognized and it is accepted. But something that is not accepted by so many, and, and I know that that some people, uh, look, I'm not trying to offend anybody. Uh, I'm just talking about the word of God here and about the truth. You know, growing up, you know, talking about a few things that are just out of character. Uh, growing up, there is the blue-eyed, straight, blonde hair portrait painted on Bibles, hung on walls. And we know that uh, that particular description is not found anywhere in the Bible. Matter of fact, Daniel, Daniel, the seventh chapter, 
the ninth through the tenth verse says, I beheld, uh, I beheld till the thrones were cast down. This is Daniel, because Daniel, we, we recognize Daniel, and you know, you know who Daniel was and what he did, and and so he had a vision. And he said, the ancient of days did sit. He saw an individual. The ancient of days did sit, whose garment was white as snow. And the, and the hair on his head was like, the, the, like pure wool. His throne was like the fiery flame and his, and his wheels as burning fire. And a fiery stream issued and came forth from before him. Thousands and thousands ministered unto him and 10,000 times 10,000 stood before him and judgment was set and the books were open. So Daniel is seeing a vision of the last day. He's seeing a vision of judgment and he saw one that sat on the throne and the description of him did not have blue eyes. It did not have straight blonde hair or anything of that nature. And you don't find that nowhere in the scripture. Men took it and messed it up. Uh, Solomon, Songs of Solomon, uh, we know Solomon was a king and, and Solomon gave this, he said, I'm black, but calmly. Uh, oh, ye daughters of Jerusalem, as the tents of Kedar, as the curtains of Simon, look not upon me because I am black, because the sun hath looked upon me. My mother's children were angry with me. They made me the keeper of the vineyard, but my own vineyard have I not kept. In other words, uh, I'm not, uh, you understand what I'm saying, but every movie that we see, and we understand, I understand and know why uh, people are predicted a certain way because their agenda was, was uh, had they had a certain agenda in mind. And so, uh, and we see we see the prejudice and the racism and different things that is experienced, not just here in America, but also around the world. But we see these things. And so, but the word of God sees it too. And the word of God does not um, endorse it. The word of God does not endorse what men have, have uh, established. Men have taken the word of God and conveniently substituted uh, what God has established. Uh, they have conveniently changed the word of God uh, to meet their agenda. Uh, that's what the enemy does. You, you need to understand that. The enemy does that. The enemy takes what he, uh, he, he can't stop it. He cannot stop it. And so he applies, uh, he a little, he alters the truth. And anytime you alter the truth to, to meet your agenda, it becomes a lie. And so we don't want to, live uh, matter of fact i'm not going to and I, my prayer is that you accept truth as well accept the word of god wholeheartedly for what he says and uh don't change the word of god to meet personal agenda because that's going to come back and bite a lot of people uh, because the lord the word of god plainly tell us throughout the old testament and even in the new we, we believe the word of god from genesis to revelation that if you alter, if you change the word of God in any way to meet your own personal agenda, uh, there's a consequence. There's a price to be paid. Now, Dr. Luke points out an historical moment uh, where those that believed, those that were calling upon the name of the Lord, those that was demonstrating uh, the life, the life, you know, about they were about this life. What life? The life that God 
told Peter and John to talk about in the beginning. He said, uh, he said, go into the synagogue and tell the people about this life. And as they began to minister and the churches were being established, where they, they were being established in homes and meeting places and, and different uh, areas, somebody looked at them and taunted them and called them Christians. Now, this was when they were called Christians, that was not a move of the Holy Ghost. That was men taunting the saints of God. And it's only reference, uh, it's only referenced three times, Antioch, King Agrippa, uh, I, I don't believe King Agrippa even, you know, he's he's going along with what he hear other people are saying. And, and I'm not going to spend too much time because I know we'll teach on this later. Uh, but he said, you almost persuade me to be uh, one of those things that people are calling you a Christian, uh, you know, and, and Peter's exhortation. Uh, Peter also, he said that to the elect of God, he said that if you're taunted, if you're teased, if somebody called you a Christian, that he wasn't wearing this as people do today. It's a badge of honor. Uh, but if someone teases you, taunts you and treat you badly, it, let it be to the glory of God. Now, I've, in discussion, I've heard some say that they they could not and will not refer to themselves as being saints. Because when you say that I'm a saint, it implies total dedication to God. It means that I'm applying his word to my life and it means that I'm perfect. Let me tell you something. God knows you. The Bible said if a righteous man falls seven times, the Lord will uphold him. So God know that there are uh, even the apostles were being corrected along the way. Peter was corrected multiple times. But one thing now, I love it because God corrects you when you're wrong. But when you're right, he does not correct you. He doesn't change it. Uh, that's why some I've heard some say, well, you know, when Peter stood up on the day of Pentecost and said, be baptized in the name of Jesus, he was wrong. However, God did not correct him and he didn't correct anyone else that baptized in the name of Jesus. And so because they understood the name of the Father, Jesus, the name of the Son, Jesus, the name of the Holy Ghost, uh, Jesus. And you can search that out for yourself on in, um, in your time in your Bible study. And so the Bible tells us in Leviticus, the 20th chapter, the seventh verse, it says, ye shall uh, consecrate yourselves therefore and be holy for I am the Lord your God. Um, and so people have an issue with calling themselves holy. You know, it, when you separate yourself and you, you live in holy unto you, that's what you are, holy. But they prefer and say, I can call myself a Christian because a Christian is not sainthood. Now, I know there are those that, that listen, uh, that, that have separated themselves, that use the term Christian that has been uh, established by men, not God, but established by men. And so, but, and they are living sanctified lives. You are, if you live in a sanctified life, separated unto the Lord, you are a saint. You are in sainthood. And so uh, the Bible refers to, uh, uh, they refuse. Uh, the Bible uh, says that a saint is someone that refuses to defile themselves and they're totally dedicated to the Lord. Deuteronomy 33, two through three, it says, and the Lord, and he said, the Lord came from Sinai and rose up from Sarah unto them. And he shined forth from Mount uh, Paran and he came with 10,000s of saints. From his right hand went, he, went a fiery law for them, yea, he loved the people, 
all his saints are in thy hand and they sat down at thy feet everyone shall receive thy word and so uh, uh, there are numerous references of god's people as saints and I, i'm just i'm just bringing it out because i want the truth i want the word of god to be revealed for what god is saying not because someone wants to interpret it their way to feel comfortable no, because the books are going to be open and we're going to be judged out of what the word of God is saying. We, we already saw that in Daniel as he talked about the ancient of days who sat up on the throne with hair that was like, wool, uh, you know. Um, and so there are a number of references to God's people as saints and which means those who are separated for the Lord. You know, matter of fact, the, the, the term or the, the saints is referenced uh, more than about 95 uh times throughout the scripture and so why my question is why we do not embrace what god has called us why do we embrace what men have called but not what god has called us you know this is the bible but it's not fully embraced by those that say they believe note there is a substantial difference between what god has to say and what men has to say there's a difference in what God is saying, and he's not going to change. Now, we can agree to disagree, but it doesn't change the word of God, okay? You have to be careful following the masses and the logic of men. 1 Corinthians 2 and 14 says, The natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him. Neither can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. Uh, men said it was the birthplace uh, of the title that God does not use. Why do we change what God has been established? Whatever God has established, that's what we should be adhering to, not what men have adhered to. Uh, you know, it's convenient for, it seems logical, and so it seems fine, but God doesn't deal with logic like that. He takes the foolish things to confound the wise. We have to stick with whatever God is saying. Man says one thing. What does the word of God says? The word of God says you have to stick with what God is saying because that's going to save your soul. That is what is going to make the difference at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. The Bible said, for he, Barnabas, was a good man. He was a good man and full of the Holy Ghost and faith and much people was added unto the Lord. At the end of the day, our, your concern and desire should be about souls. How was the soul impacted? Did I and was I able to plant a good seed? A seed need to be planted so that God could, someone else can come along and water and guess what? God will give the increase. That's what it's about. It's about uh, planting. It's about watering. It's about God giving the increase. That's what it's about. And, you know, thank God for his grace. You know, uh, the Lord has extended, uh, given us time to, uh, and because somebody is going to, is going to realize that Jesus is Lord and they're going to ask him to sit on the throne of their heart and they're going to repent of their sins and they're going to have their sins remitted be born again of the water and of the spirit you know and have they and the and and be ready 
so that their names is in the book of life and that their sins is blotted out. And so the Lord is very gracious. And that's what we're concerned about. We're concerned about the saving of souls. The Bible said, then departed Barnabas to Tarsus for to seek Saul. Now, remember uh, Barnabas, uh, Barnabas was there for Saul at his conversion. When Barnabas felt the release, uh, you remember he came to see what was going on. And when he felt the release, he went to find Saul who was converted from the religious tradition of men and became a saint of God. Barnabas and Saul's uh, uh, friendship was solidified in kindness because remember the brethren were scared of Saul because of the persecution of the church. However, Barnabas uh, went to see and uh, befriended him. And, you know, and that made a difference. He mentored him, in other words. Uh, you see, while others uh, remain apprehensive, Barnabas took the, the, the nasty plunge. You know, there used to be a commercial. Uh, and so despite the, uh, this displayed the energy and emotion and being led of the spirit of God, and he felt free to, uh, to mentor him. You ought to feel free to mentor somebody prayerfully. Now, if you're not a good mentor, if you're not a good teacher, then don't try that. We don't need to mess up nobody pray for wisdom and get some mentoring yourself uh, so that you can mentor somebody else. Uh, it's important that we mentor. The Bible said that iron sharpens iron. And so Barnabas was helping to sharpen Saul, who was uh, an educated man uh, uh, and a man that, that realized that, you know, that those that were preaching in Jesus name was not carrying a, a heretic doctrine, but they were carrying the truth. The 26th verse says, and when he had found him, he brought him unto Antioch, and it came to pass that the whole year they assembled together with the church, and they taught much people. The, you know, we can preach, and, and I, I love preaching when the Spirit of the Lord moved, uh, you know, and uh, but I, I love teaching also uh, because it, we can simplify things. We can talk about the Word of God. We can answer questions. One of the things that, that, we're, that we do at church, and uh, I try not to leave the service um, without asking, if, is there any questions about what has been exhorted, what has been taught on? And, you know, we had a sister that was visiting and she, um, she had many questions. And so we don't rush through the service and wait till afterwards, but we deal with that at the moment that it arises because uh, that makes a difference. We're talking about life and death here. We're talking about being in the presence of God or not being in the presence of God. And so the Bible said, in those days came prophets from Jerusalem unto Antioch. They came bringing the word of God and there stood up one of them. And they signified by the spirit that there would be a great drought. You know, um, uh, I'm sure the word of God did not, uh, or this pandemic that we're dealing with did not catch everyone off guard. It certainly did not catch uh, uh, people off guard because there was the word of God that was being proclaimed. Uh, I know that one minister uh, had spoke to the congregation and told them that it was going to be an uncommon year, not knowing what was going to be occurring. But they but they felt pressed to tell the people it was going to be an uncommon year. And this has not been business as usual. You know, um, in our church. Uh, the message went forth uh, after the, 
new year before the pandemic was announced that uh, that not to believe uh, the hype, don't believe what the political agenda, what they are presenting, because the truth is not being presented. And then we were exposed to multiple um, pieces of information that was not for real, as people have found out. Now, people laugh at uh, prophecies. Uh, they dismiss the word of God. They dismiss uh, because they say the word of God is, is uh, outdated, it's, it's ancient, you know. Uh, that's only a few things that, that people have said, but we know the word of God that we have only entered into the beginning of something. Uh, and so we are yet in looking at the word of God as it is fulfilling with signs and wonders all around us. The word of God is yet fulfilling all around us. And, and then the Bible said, when the disciples, every man according to his ability, determined to send relief unto the brethren, which dwelt at Judea, they began to help one another. They saw what was going on and they began to help one another. Listen, I, you need to embrace the truth, embrace the word of God and, you know, spend time in the word of God. Don't rush through it, read it, get an understanding of what is truly happening. What is truly what the word of God is saying so that you can experience the word of God. Uh, he's a God of the, the living, not a God of the dead. And so when we embrace the word of God, we are embracing uh, what is alive, what is moving, what is holding everything together. And, and um, so it's important that each one of us, nobody is exempt, but each one of us embrace the word of God in its entirety and separate those things that people uh, as the word of God says, a carnal mind, a carnal mind uh, can't understand the things of the spirit. And so they seek to uh, make it logical. They, they seek to make it logical. And, and, and that's not what God has said. Uh, God works with, uh, work with us. That, that's our prayer is that God, and God is not going to change his word to work with us. He said, come, let us reason together. Uh, listen, that reason is not him changing what he said. That reason is to present truth unto you and to present truth to me and to everyone. And guess what? When God reveals the truth to me, I'm going to tell it just as he said it. I'm, I'm not going to change anything uh, because it lights. He said, thy word is a, a, a lamp unto my feet, a light unto my path. And when we come to the light, we have to walk in it. And so now we are exposed to truth and we're not changing anything. Uh, the Holy Ghost is yet for today. If you haven't been filled with the Holy Ghost, I want to encourage you to start praying. Ask the Lord to fill you with his spirit. Don't let nobody tell you the Holy Ghost is not for today. That's like saying that the books, judgment has already been passed and the books, the Bible's closed and, and we've come to an end of all things. No, you need the Holy Ghost because you need to be sealed into the day of redemption. If your sins have not been remitted in Jesus' name, you need to be baptized. Mm -hmm. baptism is yet for today is not old and outdated you know and i know something listen we'll get to some other areas as we travel through the word of god you know we're dealing with the book of acts and as we travel through the book of acts there's going to be some uh, some things that we're going to deal with along the way because it was there as as they ministered 
throughout the, the the Acts of the Holy Ghost, the Book of Acts is about the Acts of the Holy Ghost and how God used men. And so, as we travel along the way, we'll make stops in Corinth, we'll make stop in Rome, we'll make stop at Ephesians, we'll be stopping in Philippi, Philippi, we'll be stopping along the way, and we'll be talking about what they're ministering and why and how the Holy Ghost was moving and why what they what they said um, was key at that moment and how it applied to those that they were speaking to. All right. God bless you. You know, listen, if you've been blessed by this ministry, uh, please share it with someone else. It's about the saving of souls. Uh, I'm concerned with souls being saved and getting the truth, receiving the word of God. And so we can be found, if you type in SML uh, inside the pages, uh, if you Google it, it'll bring us up in Spotify. And uh, iHeart, you know, other pro podcast carriers, you know. And so uh, with that being said, I, I just want to encourage you. And, you know, before before I go, let's, let's go back uh, to the Lord in prayer. Uh, Father, I pray and ask that you bless your people, Lord. Lord, as we reveal truth, as we reveal the unadulterated truth, your word, Lord God, I ask that you would bless them, Lord God, to receive it. Bless them to have an understanding and those that need clarity, not to be afraid to reach out and ask. Lord God, I pray and ask these blessings in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord God, uh, I thank you right now for an opportunity to share your word. In Jesus' name, amen. Listen, if you visit our website, connectingtruth.org, that's connectingtruth.org. You, you can communicate with us, uh, email us, uh, questions that you may have. Everything is held in confidentiality, you know, just to, um, uh, so that there's, you have a method of communication as well. And um, uh, just want you to know the songs featured are respectively the property of the songsters and artists and producers um, as well. Uh, this is Pastor Carl Henderson of Cornerstone Apostolic Church at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona. You know, I hope to see you here or to see you there. Until then, be blessed and rest in the Lord. I talk to you again. The Lord say the same. Talk to you again on Sunday morning at 8 a.m. as we talk about being rapture ready. Amen. God bless you.